In Marilyn Robinson's Gilead, the old pastor recalls a time from his childhood in the town of Gilead, Iowa, when a small church burned down. On a Tuesday, she writes, so no one was hurt, that was the blessing. But the small wooden building went up quickly, she writes, the pews burned to ash, the pulpit somehow survived sturdy. So Pastor Ames tells the story of the adults gathering together, having brought supplies and food to clean up the mess together. Just as you would imagine people in the Midwest in the early 1900s would do after a community crisis. So first they take out the pulpit that's just fine and cover it up to preserve it, I guess, use it again. Then they take out all the old damaged books. They're charred and they're wet, like the ones in front of you, the hymnals and the Bibles for them, and they bury them, it says, in two holes, two separate holes. The old man writes, I was always amazed watching grown-ups at the way they seemed to know what was to be done in any situation, to know what was the decent thing. And don't we wish that were so? Marilyn Robinson is telling the story of generations of a family on the plains of Iowa from the perspective of one old man who is writing in his 70s to the child of his old age. He will not be around to watch him grow up, so he's writing down everything he would like him to know. The aspirations and defeats of generations of an American family captured in 250 pages, I think the great American novel in many ways. She ends the novel with these final words. It's the final letter. I pray that you grow up a brave man in a brave country. I will pray you find a way to be useful. So you may be wondering what this has to do with Jesus Christ is risen today. Well, I pray that we grow up to be brave people in a brave country, and I pray you will find ways to be useful. Because Jesus Christ is risen today, all things are possible, as Matthew Brown says, everything. And let us be specific so that there is no confusion about what resurrection makes possible. Now, I don't know all of you enough to know how your minds work, so if you're a believer, or if you simply like a good story with some ideals like love and honor and truth, this is your day. Or if you don't have much patience for fantastical stories and impossibilities, if you're here because someone made you and there's brunch later and you were kind enough to do this, help us hold a radical metaphor for a moment, a possibility. Jesus Christ is risen today. The gates of hell have been shattered. We are free. Now I can guess what the most cynical among you might be thinking. Some things do seem very wrong in this world, don't they? Right? I mean, at the very least, I too still have allergies, right? And those kids and those legislators and that violence, that diagnosis is still true. As one of my friends used to say, Berman doesn't make you grow any taller, right? The world is full of sin, he used to say. The world is full of sin, friends. It is broken. But the resurrection life, the Easter proclamation, is that God, like the shafts of dappling spring light through the leaves of trees, shines a different possibility into all of our day-to-day. 
That light shines on the slime in the gutters as it shines on a blooming azalea. Through the lives of a friend who slept outside last night and your friend at brunch later this afternoon. The great, liberating, creating light of God, whether you like a good story like this or not, is an opportunity to imagine the world transformed for the best. Resurrection life is the ending of cynicism and self-preservation and the beginning of deep commitments to all of us, beyond where your daily life might take you, across every division that you see in your world, and always for the good, always for the vulnerable, always for the outcast, for the one someone would tell you makes you less safe or is dangerous to be associated with. Now you can see how this would mean different things for different ones of you, and it is supposed to. It's bigger than my imagination and yours, and yet playing itself out in your life and mine. The truth is we adults often don't have a clue what to do, even when there's not a crisis. But by virtue of being the ones responsible, or the power that we are elected to or accrue through wealth, it can make our acts appear like that to others who are more vulnerable, or vulnerable to our decisions, like the hand of God itself striking down and holding up in their lives. So maybe it is convenient to not believe it all, or maybe it hurts, and maybe some have no choice. Today, believing for Mary and the beloved disciple is simply showing up. In the ashy ruins of their own lives in that graveyard that morning, for the disciple, believing started with curiosity at the wild words of that woman, running to see without a clue what was next, actually knowing for sure that nothing was next for any of them, a catastrophic no future day for them, like clearing the debris of an old burnt-out church in the rain. Even the food they brought for lunch soaked, the novelist writes, the rain too late for the fire. But they stayed and worked and sang, and the old man telling us the story tells us his father, who was a strange and distant pastor himself, he was the disappointing son of another pastor, he was a pacifist, the son of an abolitionist, very much the story of America, the leader in a community built from optimism for liberation, fading after generations of war into a sanguine, segregated, mid-century American small town. And there that man takes a soggy biscuit in his ash-covered hand and breaks it and gives it to his son. A sacrifice of showing up with what we have to take on the work at hand. This day and every day, our simple communions, the memory that fuels the rest of the man's faithful life. So do plan to show up this year with your hands open to receive and give, to offer what you have, it is enough. Remember when you see dappled light, pray for a wide open heart of love for the world around you. I can guarantee you it is the path to joy in living. It is true, it is what we are made for. And where this world breaks your heart, remember your brother Jesus, who has seen this world as you have and scraped the absolute bottom and returns full of resurrection life and offers it to each and every one of us. Alleluia, Christ is risen. <laughs>